This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the April 19, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. A college listener of this podcast shared some nice comments about the podcast. I won't reveal who it was, but let's just say go Tigers. Quick hitters. Again, when you mess up, say oops. It is that simple. Say oops. Folks like it when they don't have to keep litigating an issue. In this case, a mounted border patrol officer appeared to whip illegal immigrants with his horse reins. The photographer said that was not what was going on. Still, an out-of-context picture was enough for White House spokesperson Pisaki to say the behavior was, quote, brutal and inappropriate, end quote. Biden said, quote, those people will pay, end quote. Those comments were okay to say from the White House press area, but now that the investigation is complete and the officers cleared of any wrongdoing, the White House spokesperson says comments should come from the Department of Homeland Security. Come on, man. I mean, Pisaki, just say oops. Admit you should have stayed out of it and you were wrong. Maybe proudly say, when we get it wrong, we own it. See the linked article for more information. The CDC mandated masks for airplanes and other public transportation will continue until at least May 3rd. A federal judge Monday said, nope, because the CDC did not have statutory authority for the mandate and because it did not follow the congressionally mandated Administrative Procedure Act. The act was also used to overturn Trump directives. For more information, again, see the linked article. One more article that shows, yes, we can be that stupid. In California, any employee can sue for the most trivial thing and win large amounts of money. This must have a stifling effect on business and the economy. The number of murders increased in 2020 compared to 2019. Murders of blacks increased by 32%, while white murders increased by 21%. For black Americans, that was an increase of 2,457 deaths. I guess that whole defund the police thing was one big effing oops. After Russia spent several weeks consolidating troops, yesterday they launched a major offensive in eastern Ukraine, the Donbass region. My limited knowledge is the terrain is more suited to the Russians with less of an urban nature to the fighting. It will also be easier for the Russians to supply their troops as the the troops are closer to Russia. This fighting is going to get nasty. Moving on. Oil demand is up. Oil prices are up. The White House says companies have unused leases. Why aren't we drilling more? The linked article discusses why not. A vice president of a drilling company offers four reasons cannot find experienced workers even with pay increases, bonuses, and a housing allowance. Can't get capital from Wall Street. Can't get new leases on federal lands, though as a side note, I think that may be changing. Costs are going up, such as labor, steel, and diesel. The article also quotes Dave Williams, CEO of Missouri River Resources, as saying, quote, We were told not to drill and shut everything down because the planet's going to burn up. And now we've got everyone saying we've got to produce as much as we can, end quote. Other comments are that with COVID and a plunge in oil prices, workers left and drilling stopped. Now some companies are fearful of investing too much money in new wells only to have the price drop again before they can get a return on their investment. 
I could go on. Things are complicated. I think some of the Biden administration's early oil-related actions were oops-worthy. I don't really need an oops from them, but I would like the White House to stop blaming oil producers for not producing more oil and for the White House to roll up their sleeves, ask how they can help, and then make it happen. This weekend, I read of a breaking story about a shooting in South Carolina. Usually, I don't do that because I prefer yesterday's news today over tomorrow's news today. Better chance of it being accurate. I did note that the race of the suspected shooter was not mentioned. Could be because it was early and they did not know. But I thought, must not be a white guy. If they thought it might be a white guy, it would be in the lead paragraph. Other than to find the suspect, I'm not sure I need to know the race. Evil is evil. And on a singular, not a race level. Still, if you're going to call out race when it is a white guy, let's be consistent. Note, since I first wrote this piece, race may have subsequently been mentioned, but let's continue. The South Carolina shooting reminded me of the Washington Free Beacon-linked article by Charles Lehman, who took a more encompassing view of this subject. The lead of the article has to do with how little race was mentioned for the alleged Brooklyn subway shooter. To study this issue, the paper reviewed 1,100 articles on homicide and noted, quote, the offender's and victim's name and race and noted where in the article the offender's race was mentioned, if at all, end quote. They also separately determined the offender's race, I assume for articles where race was not mentioned. They found that 92% of the offenders are black or white, so the article focuses on those two races. What did they find? Well, if the offender is white, then his or her race is mentioned in the first 15% of the article 50% of the time. The race of a black offender is, quote, overwhelmingly toward the end of the piece, end quote. They also found that in the majority of articles, race was not mentioned. They found that before the George Floyd murders, papers were twice as likely to mention the race of a white offender. After the George Floyd murder, the papers were six times as likely to mention the race of a white offender. This was after removing high-profile cases like the George Floyd murder, Kyle Rittenhouse, and the uh, Ahmad Arbery case. I'm okay with no mention of race. I'm okay with mentioning race. I'm not okay with the newsroom skewing what they present. This reminded me of a conversation I had at a bar. I wish I had a nickel for every time I said that. Well, with inflation a dime. I chat with people. The guy next to me was in town visiting his girlfriend, and we were both listening to her sing. I asked how he was doing, and he said, not good, sad. For a guy, that's huge. Unless we're really bothered, we say good. He was sad because he was Jewish, and he had read of a 40% increase in the number of hate crimes against Jews. I know this is where I should have said, oh, I feel your pain. That is not me. I said, you know, I have read that 40% is the increase in the number of reported hate crimes against Jews, and coincidentally, there has been a 40% increase in the number of municipalities reporting hate crime statistics. He said, oh, he felt better. While I always like to share where I am the hero in my own story, the point of this is that what is reported can influence how we perceive our environment. It matters. It drives our conversations and our beliefs, even our moods. We can manage the situation better by being cautious as we take in information. 
I'm not saying the media lies, though they sometimes are untruthful, but I am saying the headlines are often very misleading. The first paragraph is only a bit better. Real, truthful, qualifying information is often deep in the article. Real bias occurs in what they choose to cover and what they don't cover. For example, I swear the media must have a secret club meeting where they agree to constantly say Trump and Putin are best buds. Okay, I got that off my chest. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.